freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Hey, everybody, welcome to episode number 256, I believe, holy cow, of Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. I am one of your hosts, Cheryl Todd. And I'm the other guy, Dan Todd. Our theme today is training thousands to save one life. How about that? Yeah, absolutely. And our guest is Rick Ector. Rick is a civil rights advocate, keynote speaker, expert witness, and a freelance writer and firearm instructor. Rick is an NRA credentialed firearms trainer based in Detroit, Michigan. In addition to empowering citizens how to assume a greater role in their own safety, he also provides several community events throughout the year. His biggest event is the free shooting event for ladies in which he trained nearly 2,000 women over one weekend this most recent August. Welcome to the show, Rick. Hey, how are the both of you? How are you two doing today? Not as good as you if you get to train 2,000 <laughs> women. I mean, come on, why didn't you call me up? That's awesome. Oh, man, look, look, I hear that you're spoken for, and I'm not trying to make any waves, man. It's a great nope. event. It was great for networking. It was great for shooting, and uh, empowered a lot of women that weekend, and I'm still very stoked about what we accomplished that Yes. Oh, it's it's amazing. Like I just kept like trying to wrap my brain around it. It's like yeah, that's two days. Uh, and and how do you have enough time with each individual person? But we'll we'll definitely give you time to dig into that. Um, but do you see the success of this event as being impacted by the fact that there are millions of brand new first time gun owners? Or were you seeing people that have been gun owners for a long time and just now seeking out training? Well, there has definitely been a steady, continual increase in the interest of firearms and the role that they play in personal protection. You know, when we look about, you know, our society today, man, and we see all the things that are currently impacting us, you know, you're talk, still talking about COVID, you're still talking about uh, civil unrest, talking about a lot of people still out of work the economy is in shambles or at least we're trying to you know get it back up to speed and then of course there is a national election you know anytime there's a presidential election that in of itself is going to spur more interest in firearms because there is always one particular political organization that is talking about implementing more gun control which is really interesting when you consider that we've already broken 
already have broken the all-time gun sales record for a year in this country already, and we have no idea where the end is. It is only up, and uh, there are a ton of gun shortages and ammo shortages. From a gun rights advocate, I love to see that, but uh, our work is still done, and we still must push the pro-gun Second Amendment cause. It's who we are, it's what we do, and it's our way of life, and I don't want to see that change. Absolutely. And I, I know that you uh, agree with me that, you know, the Second Amendment, it, it's part of our Constitution, our Bill of Rights. It is a non-political issue. But for some reason, it, it's been used as a political football. And I do think that especially this year, being an election year and the fact that there are millions upon millions of brand new first time gun owners, uh, that we're not going to see some of that at the polls and that it seems a little tone deaf. <laughs> Of, of the people out there that are saying guns are bad and people that own them are bad and we're going to, you know, infringe on your rights. That just seems like madness to me. I don't, I don't know if you even want to comment on that because you're, you're not a political figure. No, I'm not a political figure, but I'm still a gun owner, a firearms trainer, and uh, I believe in the Second Amendment, and I believe that it's there for a purpose. It is to protect us against a tyrannical government should we ever need to do so. That's what it is there for. That was the intent of the founding fathers. I find it particularly useful here in urban America in Detroit where crime is a constant uh, thing that we must contend with and uh, the local headlines are just jarring in terms of some of the things that are happening here. I'm not going to say it's a constant occurrence, but I swear every time I look at the news, I try not to look too often, but when I do look, because it's like gravity, I keep getting pulled towards it every so often, I see some of the most heinous atrocities imaginable are being committed, and I still take solace in the fact that the Second Amendment is here, I can embrace it and exercise it and use it to protect myself and my home. Absolutely. I couldn't have said that better. So with all the new new uh, women that you're training, have are most of them just saw the light or did they have an experience that caused them to to want to get gun training? What What's the general consensus? What, what do most people come for? There is no one way to capture any uh, assembly to the event. They came there for a wide variety of reasons. Some of them were uh, already uh, gun owners and they wanted uh, free practice and by all means I encourage that. We know how difficult it is to practice in these days when you can't find ammunition at your local gun shop. Uh, some women were merely curious. Uh, some women were exploring options and the great thing about this program is that you do not necessarily need to be in an in-group. All you need to do is hear about the come and show up and you will be welcomed with uh, open arms. The thing that I like about it particularly, and I see it happen during every iteration, is that when women go by themselves and they feel all alone and that they are a little like Alice in Wonderland, they have no idea why they're there, how they got there, what they're going to do. But lo and behold, while they're waiting in line, they're, they're talking to other women who are at the same exact station in life as they are and they immediately bond and they immediately become friends and they're switching contact information and next thing you know these new friends are 
now they're gun buddies and they're making plans to go to the gun range together. So not only is it a great gun event, a great training event, it's a good networking event. And I like to really see some of the, the synergies that happen as a result of us putting this program on every year. How amazing is that? That is just absolutely amazing that two, two women that don't know each other have this in common and they become friends. For sure, and and Eric, uh, Rick Ector helped to uh, facilitate that. That's amazing. Two thousand of them all in the same place. So the theme that I chose for this show is training thousands to save one life, and that's because of a story, Rick, that I heard you uh, tell years ago about a woman who was murdered in your neighborhood, and you were driven to help each woman that you train to not meet a similar fate. In one weekend, you positively impacted 2,000 lives. These are 2,000 lives that you have um, touched in some way, in a positive way. What else do you have on your bucket list for the future? <laughs> uh, you know, actually, I'm not done. I'm still continuing to growing this event. And one way of doing that is that uh, I want to replicate this process. I want to take my show on the road so look for some announcements coming from me where not only am i going to continue to do this program locally here in southeastern michigan all across the great lake state i'm also looking to travel i want to go to a few places around the country i want to start out uh, uh, short and uh, i want to make this thing happen and women to me i will go to them and I'm going to count on outlets such as you and your fine broadcast to get the word out and that uh, you know what I might even do it in your hometown yes absolutely uh, any way that we can help this is such a, a worthy endeavor and right in our wheelhouse our our business AZ firearms where our watchwords are service relationship and knowledge and if what you're doing uh, with your organization isn't those things then uh i must be looking at it wrong because you really you're, you're really living out all three of those um so as someone who is training people and educating them to be self-reliant and safe you are doing some of the most important work uh possible to preserve our second amendment rights and i did hear you use the word advocate earlier in our, our talk but do you really, do you see the work you're doing as a form of advocacy more than oh, just sure. educating? It, it's education, but it's also a form of advocacy. The thing is, is once you uh, introduce someone to the world of firearms and to the world of shooting, the sport of shooting, the active shooting, you know, then they start entertaining all sorts of ideas. Like, do they actually envision themselves at a gun owner? As a matter of fact, with trying times that we find ourselves in, many of them are pursuing gun ownership. And once you become a gun owner, you know, you start to question that image you see in the mirror. You know, are you an actual gun owner that you've heard so many things about? And depending on what news outlet you favor, you know, you may hear some rather disparaging terminology and, and phraseology. And it may cause you to question some of the things, some of the agendas that a lot of people are pushing. And once they then say, well, if gun owners are bad and I want a gun or I own a gun and I know I'm not bad, that just starts you down that rabbit hole where you will start to question a lot of things that you hear 
that are being said in many popular news programs and news networks about what does people who own them. So it, it's a, a path to discovery. And uh, with each day that someone is on that path, they're going to continue on that journey and they will a lot of things that they've heard. And uh, you know what? Tell the truth. Shame the devil. Uh, we're on the righteous side. We're, we're doing God's work. We are are fighting for our right to keep and bear arms. And there's nothing with that at all. Man, I couldn't have said that better myself. Um, so in life, some of our biggest successes usually balance on you know, one or two small moments that stay with us and drive us forward to the next challenge. Can you tell us about, you know, maybe one or two of those moments for yourself, whether it was this, this event where you had 2,000 women or whether it was your very first event uh, or, or any of them? You know, the thing, the one event, the one uh, incident that, that really has stayed with me over the years was maybe uh, four or five years ago. It concerned itself with a woman who uh, was in town from Chicago. And of course, you know, Chicago has some of the most onerous gun laws in the country. And she was visiting a friend from, uh, visiting a friend that lives in Metro Detroit. And uh, the Detroiter was going to my gun event because they had already registered and they couldn't wait to shoot free. And the woman who visited from Chicago faced with a, a conundrum. She had to either decide to stay at, at her friend's home all day or accompany her friend to my free shooting event. So she reluctantly went. She was vehemently anti-gun. And so they made their way through the informational sessions. They finally had one-on-one with the firearms trainer. And lo and behold, we converted a vehemently anti-gun person into someone that absolutely loves guns and can't wait to shoot another one and can't wait to buy one. And that's just an example of the type of advocacy that these events can do. Not only are you telling people about guns, but you're actually showing them an opportunity to question all of the images and all the descriptions that the anti-gun people like to characterize us as and uh, one person at a time we can change minds uh, I'm doing it 1938 at the time but uh, we all can do something one person at a time we can make a positive change for our side of this gun rights battle uh, right now it's looking really good for us in terms of the interest nationally in guns when we look at all the, the national historical records that are falling uh, we may actually run out of guns for selling so many guns. Uh, we'll, we'll just have to wait and see what happens. But uh, I really like the way things are going. I like how many people are embracing this opportunity to learn more about firearms. And it's helping false negative myths that those uh, anti-gun people like to share about us. Right. And like the lady that you tr that came out that didn't really want to come out and then she loved guns, she has friends. Yeah. And those friends are going to, you know, she's going to get them involved. And it is uh, a growing in, in our favor. Uh, I think the COVID did have a, a lot to do with that because the people that come into AZ Firearms, when the COVID first started, 
there was a line out the door and most of those were brand new gun owners or wanting to be brand new gun owners. So, you know, we were reluctant to sell guns to people that didn't know about guns, you know, without getting training, but we offered free training. We offered whatever we could do to help them so that they could uh, feel good about buying a gun. That's awesome, Rick. What you're doing is great. It is, man. And you know, the thing is, <laughs> you know, you can have your favorite pet political ideologies and things that you like to espouse and advocate, but when push comes to shove and you're really concerned about the future, you're really concerned about your safety, it will make you re-examine all of your beliefs and guns may be just one of those topics that you have to re-examine and see if you want to alter your previously held position. Right. And Rick, I also want to say too that, you know, you had 2,000 women that you trained and uh, many of them were probably married. And I just tell all the guys out there, if you get your wife involved in guns, you can own more guns. (laughs) Right, that is one because, of his life mottos. I yeah, think, so. I mean it's true. I mean if you're if you're the guy and you're the only one that has the guns and you gotta kind of, you know, have a few here and there. But when the woman's involved and you guys go shooting, hey, I want that gun. I want this gun. And pretty soon, you know, you got more guns and you've got kids. And then yeah. <laughs> it just grows. I can right? see this guy coming home with a big giant desert eagle that he's been secretly <laughs> coveting for many years. I'm like, look, honey, look what I got you. I got you a desert eagle. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's really for you. When it used to, yeah. when it used to be, oh, I've had that for a long time. Right, 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 right now, right. no, now, no. It's like, hey, let, what do you want to do today? Uh, let's go to the gun shop, right? Yeah, yeah. And we're seeing a lot. I am seeing couples. a lot of couples yeah. walk into the door and they're buying guns together. For sure. And I've had them tell me, this week he gets to buy a gun. Next week I get to buy a gun. Yeah. And so, yeah, so it's great. Keep that work going, man. Yeah, for sure. So someone somewhere listening to us right now, because we are, we are a nationwide show. We're actually a worldwide show because on the internet, you know, you can find us everywhere. Um, Someone listening is trying to decide whether training is for them or not. You know, some people are like, well, I'm, it's okay to be a gun owner, but for me to dedicate time to go to the range and, you know, then my neighbors are going to see my car in the parking lot and they're going to know I'm a gun owner. You know, all these things sometimes come into play. What is one thing that you can say to her or him who's on that fence to make that decision easier? Uh, you know, always more information. The more information that you can immerse yourself in, the more information that you can, pardon the phrase, arm yourself with, the better off one you're going to feel, the better off uh, you're going to be able to further educate your neighbors and your families and your friends about what you're doing. You know, I think many people in many communities across the country have had that uh, that feeling that when your close friends and family members find out that you're now a gun owner or that you bought a gun and they have some uh, anti-gun sentiments and then you'll a few comments or two and it's an opportunity for you to change hearts and minds one person at a time even with you within your own family and within your community it's a great opportunity to have those conversations and dare say it invite them to come to the gun range they'll tell you they should make give gun ranges like special favorite statuses because they that place does so much for our cause and, and for our agenda. 
I mean, if you just take people to the range, whether it's indoor or outdoor, put a gun in their hand and let them pull the trigger, man, let me tell you, that would be a great benefit to our cause because not only is it a birthright, not only is it protection against tyranny, it is also a lot of fun. (laughs) Very, very well said. And I think that, um, you know, the idea of if you if you're a new gun owner and you're afraid to come out of the closet as a gun owner um, and you tell people, okay, maybe you don't like that. I don't, that I own a gun, but I am educating myself. I am getting training. I think that right there, uh, like you said, that is one of those bridge builders that, you know, I'm, I'm trying to be the best gun owner I can be. I'm trying to be the best example of a responsible gun owner out there. And uh, so, and I love that you're helping thousands upon thousands of ladies uh, in that journey. Uh, And even if the ones that are just there out of curiosity, like you said, sometimes it can be such a a life-changing and impactful event that it sets them on a, a journey and a path that they had never expected to be on. Um, so Rick, thank you so much for all that you do. Can you tell folks how they can, uh, follow you and, and maybe participate in one of these future events, especially if you're going to be taking it nationally and, and going to other States that really opens it up to, to way more people. Well, you know, I can't wait to get it started. You know, uh, I imagine it's just taking my current activities to a different level, but uh, I think I have the the base mechanics down. I think I know all the things that need to be done. I'm not going to try to start big everywhere, but the key point that I tell people about the event, how I started it, is just just get started. Just do it. See what happens. I don't think we need any outrageous goals in terms of numbers of what I'm going to do. I just want to get on the path and I want to get started. And whatever I accomplish, great. I have at least started and it gives me something. Right. So Rick, how how do they follow you? How If somebody wants to come shoot, how do they get a hold of you? We're having a little bit of technical difficulties here. Um, Rick, so if somebody wants to follow you, how do they uh, how do they do that? Yeah, yeah. One of the easiest ways to uh, find me is to Google me, Rick R I C K, last name Hector E C T O R. Detroit C C W is a popular handle that I use. YouTube over two thousand two hundred videos on YouTube. Google is your friend, man. I'm all over the. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, you name it, I'm there. Look for me, and there's no way you can miss me. Well, Rick, we really appreciate you being on the show today, and you were cutting out a little bit, so we'll make sure that your contact information is on our website and so that people can follow you there. But really, thank you very much, and it's awesome what you're doing. You're a great asset to the community, gun community, and I really appreciate you. Thank you. Hey, thank you both for having me on the show. You're two of my favorite, absolute favorite people in the gun world. I was looking to see you both at GRPC, but we're virtual this year, so we'll have to wait until next year. But you all take care and be safe. Thank Thank you. You You are a favorite of ours as well. 
Keep up the good work. We will talk soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, Rick. Wow, what a, what a great guy. And you know, you asked a question, should you get firearms training and what to expect out of it? And, and I say this, firearms training classes are extremely important, but they're also a great social networking tool. Absolutely. So like the lady that brought the lady from Chicago. From Chicago. Mm -hmm. So it's a great tool, great resources. You, you, you're going to instantly have friends. And if you want to be non-sociable, if you want to sit in the corner and go through the training classes, you can do that as well. So everybody fits in. If you're the quiet type, you can stay quiet. If you're the sociable one that wants to talk and meet people, you can do that too. And it is an event. It's not just a boring class. They talk about things. People tell their stories and you learn a lot. So I really encourage you to take some classes. I do too. Uh, and you know, sometimes it's people that have had a little bit of training or some degree of training, whether you're male or female, that maybe have a little bit of a mental block with it where you're like, well, you know, I'm good. I'm trained. I don't need that. But it, you always learn something. Like every class that I take, you learn something. And even if what you've learned is that you're, you're learning about your people in your community, you know, that networking right. angle again, that social angle. And um, it's, it's just a tremendous thing. And you always come out of class with a, a smile, especially if you get to go to a class at a live range, which I wish right. we had at AZ Farms. We don't, but um, I'm definitely going to be talking to Rick about what can we do to uh, bring him and his class, his uh, free, let me make sure I say it right again, free shooting events for ladies to Arizona. If there's a way we can participate in that, we are absolutely about that. Um, love it. At any time we can help people uh, expand their knowledge, it's, it's a blessing. And take a friend to the range. Yes. You know, uh, that's really important. But, so make sure that you're trained well enough to take that person to the range. But when you take them to the range or her to the range, keep in mind that it's not the old way was that you take the biggest gun out and you have them shoot that first. And that's mm -hmm. absolutely the worst scenario. Yeah. Start them with something small, mm -hmm. something easy, and let them work their way up to your bigger gun. So mm -hmm. if you do that, you know, be respectful to them and their fears mm -hmm. that they have. So you start them off with something small, let them work themselves up to larger caliber guns, mm -hmm. and you will have a gun-loving friend for life. That's true. It's a, there's a bit of a, an art and a science to it. All right, we've got to scoot on out of here. Thank you so much to our awesome listeners. Yeah. Uh, whether you are finding us on the smartphone app, the Ops Lens app, uh, I know more and more people are mentioning that they're watching us there on the video uh, format or watching our videos on YouTube or GunStreamer or the audio version is available multiple different on places Spotify. as well. Yes, we're on Spotify. I, I was traveling a couple of days ago. I said, I'm going to see what's on Spotify and, uh, and podcasts. And we were there. And I go, hmm. And, maybe and I so you found here. Gun Freedom, Freedom Radio. Radio. Um, so anyway, uh, so there's all kinds of ways to find us. And if you have any, uh, if you'd like to contact us, you can catch us on email at 
talk at gunfreedomradio.com is a good way to communicate with us or the, uh, the DMs on any of the social media platforms. We're on Facebook, Instagram, um, maybe that's it. Well, Twitter. We're on Twitter. Um, but some of these newer ones, I'm, I don't know anything about. They're all so. <laughs> new to me, all of them. Um, what, but, what's Twitter? Yeah, what's Twitter? It's a dumpster fire, truthfully, but uh, sometimes it's it's a good news feed if you can just stay away from all the, the uh, flame throwing that goes on there. Uh, but for the audio version of our show, please visit our website, gunfreedomradio.com. Click the on-demand tab and binge listen to your heart's content, all of the episodes that we have posted there. Click the guest tab. You'll see photos and bios and links to all the work of all the guests we've ever had on. It's a tremendous resource and we appreciate it when you spend time there. Your time is your most valuable commodity and when you spend it with us in any way, we so appreciate that. Thank you so much to our guest today, Rick Ector. Uh, really doing important work i i cannot say enough about this is one guy yeah one guy that con you know two thousand women mm -hmm. in so, one weekend right and there's 52 weekends in a year can you imagine what he could get done uh with you know a little bit of help from those of us that have ranges and and shops and and want to connect with the them worse like anybody have any ammo yeah. I, I was just thinking, okay, has everybody shot 10 rounds at 2,000? Wow. I mean, like, so it's getting tough. So well, all train you know, people on a 22. You still have yeah. all the same mechanics and that sort of thing. And then right now, 22 is not the shortage. The last time there was a big shortage. Right. Well, was, it's not short for us. We, we have quite a bit. Yeah. I don't know if it is all over the country or not. That's true. Nine millimeters, the rough one, right? right. Nine millimeter, yes. But uh, anyway, um, uh, awesome work. And until next time. Pray, Pray for our nation. For our nation. Yes. yes, we really need it. Remember, election time's coming. We need double praying for our nation. And our leaders. Pray for our leaders. All of them. Even the ones you don't like? Even the ones you don't like? Especially the ones I don't like. <laughs> I didn't know there's any. You never told me of any that you didn't like. So I don't know. Because I like to accentuate the positive, eliminate the negative, talk about the things that I like, not the things that... I don't like so much. So, but yeah. You know, that's a, that's a good outlet to have. But I'm not going to agree with you. <laughs> All right. Be good to each other. Have a great week. And God bless. Bye-bye.